Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the Over and Back Classic NBA Podcast. I am Jason and with me as usual is Rich. Hello, Rich. Hey, what's going on, Jason? How are you? I'm hanging in there. Delighted to be with you. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's been been a fun little uh, playoff run here. It's 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 over. It's kind of felt like it. We knew it was going to be over, but you know, like it was. You knew it was kind of done. You know, I had some people at work. They were like, "Hey, you think the Nuggets are ending it today?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah but yeah, yeah and then like, probably, yeah, yeah. And then watching the game, it was like, "Yeah, the Nuggets are definitely winning this game." And then there was that brief moment, that brief moment of of the Heat, you know, and Jimmy right. Butler being like, "Oh crap, <laughs> if I don't." do something now we're going to lose and have to go home. So yeah. did a little bit there, but uh, yeah, it did. It did ultimately feel like kind of a fait accompli, but I think that more speaks to just how great the nuggets were and, and, and how great Jokic is uh, as we're going to discuss uh, in this episode, but a, a fun, fun playoff run and uh, yeah, fun, fun playoff season. I think uh, overall for the NBA. Yeah. I went to bed when woke up the next day with just kind of a feeling of joy. And I think that was, me, yeah, I, mean, I was happy for the Nuggets for winning, and I like the Nuggets. They're not my favorite team, obviously, but I, uh, I, I do like them and was happy for them. But just the joy that you could see exuding from them, from Michael Malone, from you know, Jamal Murray, even from Jokic, who was kind of like low key about it, but you could tell, <laughs> that's, that's you know, he was <laughs> putting it lightly, <laughs> low key, right? Very low key, yeah, he was very low key, but but you could tell, just yeah. like, yeah, he you could tell that it, it meant a lot to him, and yeah. he, you, you could just kind of see, um, you know, the part of him didn't want to be there, but part of him, like, just you know, was was really happy, um, for that, and you know, the the joy of that team and yeah like guys like like jeff green i forgot ish smith was even on the yeah team. Uh, oh, you know what in my in my little notes i have a little secondary notes thing it was mentioned oh, okay. ish sure. smith because i knew jeff green and i knew right. deandre jordan then i saw a graphic today that was like ish smith and i was like oh man ish smith. right <laughs> who knew ish smith was on the nuggets did you i know Nobody i did Ish smith always on the nuggets 13 like, teams right yeah, yeah he's played for 13 teams you know and and jeff green's played for 12 teams they've had the record you know the maybe both of them uh you know winning their first title after being on so many teams and, you know, like a guy like Reggie Jackson too, you know, guys obviously weren't heralded, didn't play all that much, um, but had played for other good teams and had, you know, been around the league, Deanna Jordan, as you mentioned too. So, uh, you know, really cool for those guys and, you know, and obviously really cool for their main guys, all who kind of, uh, you know, like the whole like, oh, you doubted us type thing gets old, but like there were a lot of guys who, you know, Aaron Gordon, you know, was just you know, the way he was seen in Orlando and the way he's evolved as a, as a great player. And Jokic, of course, you know, being a guy who, um, you know, just has gotten a lot of disrespect. I mean, you know, honestly, I mean, you know, I, he's fantastic and he's fun and he's, he's wonderful. And it's not like some epidemic of disrespect, but I just think there's a certain mindset of a guy who looks like him and plays like him and doesn't play above the rim and doesn't play in like the, the Jordan Kobe LeBron style of, you know, dominating the ball and, and doing so much in their way. Um, 
you know, his effectiveness obviously comes in a very different way. But, um, you know, I just obviously he demonstrated uh, greatness throughout this playoffs. And, you know, I started looking it up as, as it was, you know, kind of becoming pretty evident that Denver was likely to win and knew it. He'd had a great playoffs, but just in terms of how great it was historically, I was pretty surprised by, you know, where this, you know, potentially ranks among the best playoff seasons of all time. Oh yeah, for sure. And it, it, it probably speaks to, like you said, his almost his entire career and, and, and particularly the last couple of years where you see this guy that, I mean, honestly looks like a dude you would meet at like the YMCA or whatever, like right. doesn't have the, other than the seven foot tall thing. If that guy right. walked that, in, that yeah, he'd immediately right. be the best player because he's seven foot tall. But like, right. you know, in, in NBA speak, he doesn't look that way because it's just like everybody's huge everybody's tall and and yeah he's a little taller than 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 some other guys but you know he goes out there on the court and he does not if you took somebody that had never watched the nba and 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 laid out everybody on the floor all the starters to the heat and the nuggets there's no way that anybody would point out Nikola Jokic and they're like that's definitely the best player on the court like that's definitely the best guy like nobody would think that just because he kind of I don't know he kind of looks like a goofy looking guy and then if you saw him like dribble or like take a shot around the paint, you'd be like, well, that guy's definitely not good. And it's like, no, in fact, he's one of the best players ever. You know, he's like the, one of the best passers ever. If not even a big, I mean, we, we can almost not even, we don't even need to qualify oh, that uh, yeah. anymore. It's, it's like I, one of the best passers ever. I, and the best passing big man, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. He's he, he, that way. I mean, it's not even in a category anymore. Like one of the uh, best passers ever. Right. Other than magic Johnson. I'm not sure there's been a better, I've ever seen a better passer ever. Yeah. Right, just understanding I mean, yeah. the game, understanding who's open, when they're going to be open, how they can sure. get open, how, making them open via his passes, like stuff like that is just sure. it, it's next level stuff. But yeah, you, you you watch him and you're just never quite sure how he's doing it, but he's doing it, and you're like, well, shit, he's doing it. And I guess that's kind of how this playoff, you know, when it was over, and you said you gave me this idea, and it was even before the final game, and you said, hey. Uh, I don't know if you know, but like Jokic is having one of the best playoff seasons ever. And I'm like, ah, all right. Yeah, he's probably, do- I mean, I know he's doing good, but then looking at the numbers and, and running it as we're going to do here and discuss it, it's like, holy crap, this guy's having one of the best play- like playoffs ever. And again, I don't know if any, like enough people know about it. I don't know if enough people really right. fully contextualize just how good he has been. And, and that's what we're going to hopefully try to do here uh, in, in this episode is give you an idea of just how great he was during this playoff run. And, and of course, this NBA finals run and, and culminating, you know, in the finals MVP and in, in an NBA championship as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, of course, you know, leads the Denver Nuggets, their first title in franchise history, uh, wins the Bill Russell Award for the NBA finals MVP. Um and yeah, I mean, you just you, know, you just look at this. I mean, first of all, he had 600 points, 260 rebounds, 190 assists in the playoffs. Um, for the very first time, he was the uh, first player to lead the in NBA history to lead the playoffs in all three categories, which is um, pretty impressive. Uh, we're going to get into the uh, you know how close he came to a triple double as well, but uh, that you know that that stands out right there. Oh, yeah, that, that's just nuts. Yeah, it's 600 points, uh, 269 rebounds, 190 assists. So he ranks first right. uh, in all three categories among all the players. And, and, and yeah, that's just uh, it's pretty wild. <laughs> that that it, it, right. it, it makes obviously like he played the most games. He was in the five, but still to be number one in all of those things and not have, you know, anybody else on, on yeah. it, you know, I not mean, even a teammate get more assists, not even a teammate right. get more rebounds that not even like, yeah, okay. He's the best player. So points. Yeah. Okay. That's, you know, that's not surprising, sure. but he had the most rebounds and the most assists and the most points. It's just like, it's nuts. It's crazy. 
Yeah. And he's not like, you know, again, he's obviously an excellent scorer, but he's not, that's not necessarily his first thing he always does. Um, and uh, yeah, there were 10 other, you know, 10, 12 other guys who played in as many games as um, as he did on his team and on the Heat. So, you know, any of them had a chance to have more assists or, or I mean, more rebounds. I mean, you know, played against Jimmy Butler, who's, you know, a great scorer, you know, yeah. who you might you might think would be um, uh, at the top of this or near the top of this. But yeah. Uh, yeah, even his own definitely. teammate Jamal Murray. It's a, it's like right. not, not even like, Jamal Murray had more points or more assists or sure. something. It's yeah. like that. Would, not even him. Without like, a better shock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just like, right. no, he had everything. Yeah. The best. He's the best at everything. Uh, also, a uh, quick note here. Second round picks to finals MVPs. Uh, we had touched right. on this a uh, couple of uh, about a month or so ago when we did our episode on Willis Reed. Uh, of course, he was a second round pick, but we qualified it at the time, too, that like second round pick in, you know, the late 60s. It doesn't mean maybe as much as it did for Nikola Jokic in the sure. sense that the second round was like, you know what, 12 picks in or whatever. So it's not it's yeah. not quite the diamond in the rough that like a second round pick is in today's era. But a second round pick is a second round pick. It's still a bunch of people had a chance to draft Willis Reed and they didn't, including the Knicks yeah. themselves. And then, and then, you know, they got him. So it still counts. So he, he of course, has two finals MVPs, 1970, 1973. So Willis Reed um, and Dennis Johnson as well. Uh, his, a little bit more, you know, in, in an era where a second round pick was a little bit more of a diamond in the rough, uh, winning finals MVP in uh, 1979. Uh, with the Supersonics, and then nobody else until now. Nikola Jokic here in 2023. Yeah, absolutely. So we uh, we talked a little bit before about uh, triple doubles, but yeah, he had ten triple doubles during the two month playoff run. Broke a 56 year old playoff record. Want to guess who had the record? All right, let's see. 56 years ago, good at everything, crazy numbers. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, shoot. I I can't think of it. Jason, tell me who is it? Who could have, who could this possibly be? There's always a Wilt stat, Rich. There's oh, always yeah, a Wilt stat. Will Chamberlain, <laughs> yeah. seven triple doubles of during the of of yes, of course, of course, yes, the 1976ers. 1967 playoff run. Of course, one of the great teams of all time. Uh, yeah, and then you know. Uh, Game three of this series, he had the very first 30-point, 20-rebound, and 10-assist game in NBA Finals history. Uh, in fact, that's pretty rare even if you look in just the regular season or other playoffs. It's only happened 46 times in history. Oh, yeah, you're never going to guess who. Uh, guess Oscar Robertson. Uh, who is the most of those games in NBA history? Oscar 17? Robertson. No, wait, 30 points, 20 rebounds, 10 assists. Um, yeah. Um, mm. I don't know. You're gonna have to give Russell it to Westbrook. Me. Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, it's Will Chamberlain. Oh. So, <laughs> well, uh, Jokic is uh, well, he's not that far behind. Well, he's he's at six in his career. Although he's you know he's still only like in the he's, first he's half young. of his career. I, so that's, that's, yeah, it's right. gonna take a lot to get to 17, yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. he's still young. He's still yeah. young. Um, and by the way, uh, who else has done it? Uh, David Lee also has one. He <laughs> of got course. 2010 versus playing for the Knicks against the Warriors. So, you know, obviously you think the legend of the game, you think Will Chamberlain, you think Nikola Jokic, and then you think David Lee. And then uh, you think of David Lee. Well, yeah, which I'm I'm, yeah. I'm assuming that that game like single-handedly got David Lee that the the, <laughs> the Warriors contract. They were like, this yeah, guy's great. Yeah, like, I'm not, yeah. I, don't, I don't need to watch any Let's other games. That. I know yeah. this guy Let's rules. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, right. Sign him right now, guys. I can tell yes. you the guy's great. He just casually put up 30, 20, and 10 against us. We got to sign him. So, uh, yeah, yeah, David Lee also did. A few other guys. It was like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It was, it was mostly yeah. – the rest of the list was mostly guys that you would assume and then also David Lee. So. And also David Lee. Yeah. Also David Lee. That, that should have been the name of our podcast. Also David Lee. Yeah. <laughs> and also David Lee. <laughs> and also David Lee. There's always uh, one set and also David Lee. There's yeah. always one set and also David Lee. Uh, speaking of triple doubles, 
Uh, Jokic and Murray in Game 3 of the Finals, first teammates ever to have 30-point triple-doubles in the same game ever. This is playoff regular season ever. That is the first time that ever happened in any context. Um, Also, the first teams to have 30 and 10 in the same playoff game since Clyde Drexler and Terry Porter in 1992. Oh, so yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, wild, wild stuff. Yeah. So looking at, um, you know, in these, in the finals, um, Jokic had, uh, 30.2 points per game on 58% field goal percentage, 42% from three, 14 rebounds and seven point two assists per game. Yeah. <laughs> just, right. In addition to all the other yeah, stuff. Right, oh yeah. I hit right. threes at a 42% yeah, clip too. Right. Perfect. Yeah, Great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then, you know, those are just obviously absurd numbers. If you look for the playoffs, you know, in total, the average 30 points per game, 13.5 rebounds, 9.5 assists. So very close to triple double. Uh, the only other players to average 30 plus 13 plus and nine plus in a playoff run. Yeah, Jokic, who else we got? Uh, Russell Westbrook, 2017, and uh, Oscar Robertson in 1963. So very, very rare class there. Obviously, one big thing you look at is you look at Oscar Robertson and Russell Westbrook. Jokic is seven feet tall. (laughs) Those other men are shorter than that uh, by a lot. So uh, that's a stat that makes sense for, yeah, uh, Russell Westbrook or uh, Oscar Robertson, guys that are synonymous with, you know, all around game, triple doubles, you know, being able to fly up and down the court, that sort of stuff. And then also, yes, the seven foot guy who can barely run without, you know, <laughs> tripping over himself also is there too, which just speaks to how, you know, ridiculous his, his game in uh, game is. And it should be noted too, that, that Jokic did this over 20 games as well. Westbrook did that over five games. So it's like, yeah, he was having these crazy numbers. It wasn't really influencing winning and his team was gone. And that was, you know, 2017 was the first post, you know, Durant year. That was when Westbrook, you know, won the MVP, which is kind of doing everything because there was nobody else. And he was like, sure, I'll just do everything. This is fine. I like this. It's this great. Uh, and, and, and Robertson, he did it over 12 games, which is very impressive as well. And obviously given the, sure. the way that the playoff format was, you know, doing it over 12, it's not like he had a chance to really have that many more games uh, to do it in. But the fact that Jokic still maintained those numbers over 20 games, I think is just, yeah, it's even that much more impressive. Right. So if you look at players with at least 27, seven and seven, that's a lot of sevens, but 27 points, uh, seven rebounds, seven assists per game in the playoffs. This is minimum 300 minutes. So we're cutting off you people who are extremely short series. So about eight, nine games minimum. Uh, Nikola Jokic is on this list. John Morant was on this list uh, for last year. LeBron James is on this list six, seven times, actually. Um, uh, Michael Jordan's on this list for 1989. Larry Bird, 1987. George McGinnis, 1975. And then Oscar Robertson on this list twice. So that is very uh, select company. Um, If you look at players who just purely had an average triple-double in the playoffs, no matter number of minutes, uh, obviously Jokic came very close. Uh, Jason Kidd did it in 12 games um, in 2007. Um, Russell Westbrook did it twice, both in five games, and Oscar Robertson did it once in um, four games. So again, way more uh, games than anybody else did. You know, to get to this, to get near this category, and you know, Kidd 14.6 points, 10.9 rebounds, 10.9 assists. You know, good, certainly a good playoffs, but <laughs> nowhere near what Jokic is producing overall. 
No, no, yeah, and then yeah, even the minutes played too is pretty stark too because Jokic is, is right. in seven hundred eighty nine minutes played. You know, kid only doing twelve games is four hundred eighty four, but just to kind of give right. you an idea of just how big of a difference. And then those Westbrook ones, he's doing those in like less than two hundred minutes, one hundred ninety four and one hundred eighty six minutes. You know, yeah. played. So yeah, Jokic doing you know maintaining that level of 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 production over that many games, that many minutes, that many grueling series, all that sort of stuff is just yeah, it's just again another testament to just how. Absolutely incredible this this playoff run was for him. Sure, sure. So, you, you know, if you if you look at um, the other some of the best playoff seasons ever, and um, you know, Jokic, he is one of three players with an NBA playoff season that ranks in the top twelve all time in the following categories. So, there's win shares per forty eight. He is. At 0.305, that's 12th all-time in win shares per 48. And total win shares in the playoffs, so this is obviously impacted. If you play more games, you have a chance to get more win shares. Um, he has five win shares. He has He's sixth all-time in that. Um, in PER, 31.2 is 11th in that value over replacement. He has three, which is tied for fourth all-time. Uh, the more games you, you play in the playoffs, the higher that's going to go. And then box score plus minus at 12.8. He is sixth all time. So only only Jokic and two other players have ever been in the top 12 all time in the, all five of those categories. Um, the other one is LeBron James, who did it in the 2009 playoffs, 14 games. A, 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 playoff, a playoff run we should talk more about. And I guess it's fact, we're going to. And, we and Michael Jordan, the 1991 playoffs in 17 games. So would you like to talk about Michael Jordan? Yeah, let's let's do that. Let's talk about the Michael Jordan one, because this is, right. is this is one that probably if, you're, if we're going to pose the question of did Nikola Jokic have one of the greatest playoff runs of all time? Like this is one that I think absolutely has to be in the conversation if you're going to try to argue against it. And this sure. one's a pretty good case. You know, Michael Jordan, yeah. in 1991, right. uh, he averaged 31.1 points per game, 6.4 rebounds per game and 8.4 assists per game uh, over the playoff run. Of course, capping off uh, an incredible season for Jordan uh, and the Bulls winning their first NBA championship and a basically transforming the NBA overnight. I mean, they, they, they you know, a, as their playoff run goes and, and I'll discuss this, you know, they, they cast off the Detroit Pistons. They're gone. They cast off. Magic Johnson and the Lakers, they're gone. Like essentially overnight, just kind of transformed the entire NBA. And it's like, okay, now it's us and it's our league. And it pretty much was their league for the rest of the decade, short of Michael Jordan, obviously uh, uh, retiring for, for a brief run there. But as far as this playoff run, third best in uh, win shares per 48 of any individual playoff run, second best box plus minus, and the fifth best PR of, uh, of all those playoff runs that we talked about. So just, yeah, really, really, I mean, top, top tier stuff uh, across the board. Real quickly, uh, just kind of a, a recap of, of what he did in the playoffs. Uh, first round, he had uh, 29 points per game, 4.7 rebounds per game, 6 assists per game on 52.5% shooting. And this is the Bulls and Jordan just pummeling the Knicks. They sweep them in three games. Uh, they win game one by 41 points as well. Just to kind of say, okay, we're here yeah. and no one's going to be able to beat us. And very few people were able to beat them. Second round, 33 points per game for Jordan, 8 point. Uh, eight rebounds per game, 7.8 assists per game. So very well-rounded uh, second round for Jordan uh, on 48.9% shooting. Uh, Philadelphia, they get one you know, on the Bulls, but basically MJ and, and Chicago, they knock out Charles Barkley and the crew in, in, in five games. 
Uh, as I said, uh, uh, ironically, uh, Jordan's highest scoring game, he had 46 in game three is the Bulls only loss. But uh, uh, game five, he had 38 points. He got uh, 19 rebounds and seven assists. And the 19 rebounds is actually Jordan's career high uh, as well. So not known for having, you know, just prolific uh, rebounding games. But he does there uh, in game five. And then the third round, maybe the most important round for the Bulls in the playoffs. Uh, Jordan averages 29.8. Uh, points per game, 5.3 rebounds per game, seven assists per game on 35.5% shooting. And this is when they make quick work of the Detroit Pistons, basically just completely sweep them, knock them off the court. The rivalry is over. They fell to the Pistons in seven games last the, the, the prior year. And I felt like, oh man, if the Jordan, and the Bulls are going to make it, they got to get by these guys. And then they got by them uh, in a very big way. Uh, and then famously, of course, Isaiah Thomas, Bill Ambeer, Mark Aguirre, uh, they walk off the court with 7.9 seconds left as to not congratulate or handshake the Bulls. Uh, only Joe Dumars and John Sally uh, shook hands with the Bulls. And Jordan, remember that with John Sally and said, we'll sign you <laughs> and you cannot yeah, do anything right. and get a ring. You want to do that? And he's like, yeah. yes, yeah. yes, I, I do. would love to. I would love to do that. Remember, I shook your hand. Remember, Mr. Jordan. <laughs> right. I, Joe, I, I Joe didn't hand. get uh, Joe didn't yeah. get it. Yeah, nobody really uh, did. Uh, you know? like, uh, Joe he didn't bury him. He hasn't buried him for the rest of his life. Like he's <laughs> buried Isaiah. Like Isaiah, right. Yeah. So I guess that helps a little bit. But uh, yeah. yeah. I don't recall any shit talking to Joe Dumars. In, in, no, uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember the last so, dance. If yeah. you ever, I think he was pretty right. uh, complimentary of uh, of Joe Dumars, right. or just didn't mention him. Sure. Or, or forgot yeah, about probably him probably just didn't mention him. They probably <laughs> forgot. Yeah, a lot of people forgot about Joe Dumars. <laughs> Joe Dumars, uh, like, Joe Dumars was a great player, but like you know, Joe Dumars is the kind of guy you kind of just forget about because yeah. it's not like a lot of like Joe Dumars highlights out there. No, you know? no, no. I yeah, he's he's yeah. probably more well known for his. Just horrific run as, as Detroit Pistons uh, general manager than he yeah, is right, uh, for right. his, his playing, unfortunately. And then the NBA Finals, uh, Jordan caps off 31.2 points per game, 6.6 rebounds per game, and 11.4 assists per game. Uh, Jordan, obviously, they and the Bulls, they face off against the Lakers and Magic Johnson. They lose game one despite 36 points, 12 assists, and 8 rebounds from Jordan. Then they kind of transform their defense a little bit. They put Scottie Pippen on Magic. They do this, they do that, and essentially then they won every single game the rest of the series and then end up winning their end. NBA championship, the first one in uh, the franchise's history. And interestingly enough, Jordan had double-digit assists in four of the five uh, finals games, and, and he only had nine in game three. So he was definitely uh, moving the ball around in that that finals as well. And that's that's probably helps out this as well. If it was just a traditional Jordan you know, year where he just goes and scores and does all that, like, you know, maybe the advanced stats don't like it as much, but the fact that he was, you know, scoring a ton and dishing on a ton of assists uh, certainly helped uh, him a bit. And, um, you know, this Bulls team is famous, too, because none of the Bulls players had logged even a minute uh, of NBA Finals experience prior to this. So it's kind of an interesting uh, little note there. And, and sure. uh, one more note, uh, Game 5, last NBA Finals game to be played in the famous Forum uh, as well, because mm-hmm. they would uh, not make the NBA Finals for quite a while. And then when they'd make them, they'd be in the staple slash crypto slash whatever it's going to be called next year, because crypto went out of <laughs> right. business or something. So uh, uh, um, whatever, yeah. you know, insert uh, random business arena here, you know, so there you yeah. go. Yeah. All right. So next we have LeBron James. You want me to take this one? Or would you like to take? Uh, I can take this one too. Yeah, because you'll you'll, right, you'll, cool. you'll do some plenty of work here uh, in the next All minute. Right. So let's talk about this LeBron James 2018 uh, run, which is actually funny because we did an episode many many years ago uh, about playoff MVPs and the best finals performances. And we did that before this happened, before this series happened, which is unbelievable for how long we've been doing this show. Because I, I went to that, I went to those old notes, and I'm like. 
why didn't we write anything about LeBron's 2018? I was like, all oh, right, it hadn't happened yet because <laughs> we have been doing this show for quite a while. So LeBron James, right. 2018. Now, of course, uh, this is last season in Cleveland, a second run with the organization uh, that, of course, f- featured the famous 3-1 NBA Finals comeback and the title win uh, for the uh, championship-starved city of Cleveland. Uh, but by 2018, though, it did feel like this run was kind of on its last legs. But uh, there was one last heroic attempt uh, from LeBron to try to bring yet another title uh, to Cleveland and take down the Warriors and, and Kevin Durant and Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. And, uh, man, this playoff run was was one for the ages. 34 points per game, 9.1 rebounds per game, 9.0 assists per game on 53.9% shooting. So now this is the 38th best win shares per 48 uh, for playoff runs, which is not that great. So you look at that and you go, I don't know. Is this one really that great? The other stuff, though, jumps off the page. Fourth all-time in win shares. First all-time in value over replacement player. Seventh all-time in box score plus minus. And fourth all-time in PER. So, yeah, that win shares per 48 doesn't look good. He's playing a ton of minutes in these series. He's basically not coming out of the game at all. So, you know, that might affect the per 48 numbers. But uh, everything else just kind of jumps out at you and, 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 and looks like, oh, my God, that's just an all-time, all-time great one. Uh, first round. He's great out of the gates. 34.4 points per game, 10 rebounds per game, 7.7 assists per game. But I forget about this. They needed the Cleveland Cavaliers seven games to defeat the Indiana Pacers this year sure. in the first yeah. round. And this is not the Paul George Pacers that gave Cleveland so many fits in the mid-2000s. No, or the mid-2010s. This is Victor Oladipo, Bojan Bogdanovic, Miles Turner, and Darren Collison. Like, that's that's the team. Or, or Thad Young. Right. Thad Young was there, too, obviously, disrupting sure. everything. And, oh, they, yeah. and they had a bunch of games where they lost by, like, a bunch. They lost by 18 in game one. They lost by 18 in game one and 34 in game six. They did pull it out, though, obviously, in, in, in seven games. But, man, imagine if this whole Cleveland run ends with them just getting, you know, the doors blown off by the Indiana Pacers and Victor Aladipo, Darren Collison, and Thad Young and the Indiana Pacers. That would have been just uh, an unbelievable thing. But uh, that did not come true. They made it to the second round. And then, unfortunately, for uh, Toronto Raptors fans, you might want to uh, pause or, or skip ahead uh, a minute because uh, LeBron averages 34 points per game, 8.3 rebounds per game, 11.3 assists per game. And LeBron and the Cavs just blitzed through to De- the DeMar DeRozan and the Kyle Lowry Raptors, as they usually did. They just, oh, those poor guys. They just stuck a dagger in them every single year. It's like they, they go to the absolute limit with like a terrible Pacers team, and then the the Raptors come and they just destroy them and just absolutely get rid of them. Uh, Four-game sweep, including a 35-point game four win to just completely uh, decimate the Raptors. Uh, then the third round. Another seven-game series for LeBron this time to get through the uh, the upstart, young upstart Boston Celtics. Uh, 33.6 points per game, nine rebounds per game, 8.4 assists per game. Uh, LeBron scores 46 points in game seven and then goes for 35, 15, and nine. Uh, in Game 7 to punch the Cavs into the NBA Finals, where they again will be facing the Golden State Warriors. Of course, this time also the Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green Warriors. Uh, LeBron averages 34 points per game, 8.5 rebounds per game, 10 assists per game. But it's the Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Trayvon Green Warriors, so they get swept in four games. And LeBron does everything he can here. I mean, he busts his ass right. in game one. He scores 51 points, and the Cavs still lose by 10. That at that point, Jared he's Smith probably game. just like, right, yeah, <laughs> this is right. you know, like I, I remember yeah. at the time too that series, like he scored 51, they lost, and he was just like, all right, man, like it, yeah. you know, what, what are we gonna do here? And then they got blitzed pretty, yeah. pretty tough. And I mean, they lost by 10, 19, 8, and then finally 23 points in the uh, uh, game four. I don't even remember that game to be honest. I, I don't remember the Warriors winning by 23 in uh, game four 
uh, of, no. of that year's NBA Finals. But well, uh, yeah. well, the yeah, the game one was Jr. Smith game when he, um, <laughs> right. like you know, he, he forgot to take the, the I forget exactly what happened, but obviously you've seen the meme with LeBron like having his hands. Um, oh, that the, is the Jr. Smith game. Yeah, uh, did he did he just forget to take the shot or? Um, he, if I remember correctly, the J.R. Smith game was he he didn't like he didn't do anything. He just dribbled in the backcourt. Right. Like time was yeah. like right. Am I right? Like he was just like dribbling, and they're like, "Well, do something. <laughs> Call a timeout. Right. Shoot the ball. Do whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> do something." Yeah. And then he just dribbled. They, they were tied, and he thought they were like leading or something like that. So then they went into overtime, and then of course uh, they yeah. ended up losing that game by you know <laughs> by ten. So yeah, yeah that that like that, that yeah. was the moment that that LeBron's soul left his body, and he was just like, ah, "I'm gonna go to Los Angeles and make Space Jam yeah. too. <laughs> like this is stupid." Which was so. yeah, which was like yeah, and, and that's one of the very few fifty point games in a. Um, in a finals, of course, as well. So, yeah, he had he had two uh, buzzer beaters in those playoffs. He had one against the um, one against the uh, Pacers, which of course helped them win that series, and then the other against the uh, Raptors. Uh, so, yeah, which was I think like Game Three, which basically like ended any chance the Raptors had. In that yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Um, next, we have Julius Irving, the 1976 ABA playoffs, 34.7 points per game, 12.6 rebounds, 4.9 assists, a 32 PER, which is fourth all time, 12.5 boxer plus minus, which is seventh all time, and a 0.321 win shares per 48, which is seventh all time. So, yeah, um, it was only two rounds that they played. Um, the Nets defeated the Spurs in uh, the semifinals. Um, and, you know, Irving with the Nets down 2-1. Um, Doc had 35-14 and in a very close win, including a game-winning dunk in that game four. Of that series, was known for a bench-clearing brawl involving Brian Taylor and George Carl, Furious George, and the <laughs> Furious Spurs. George got furious. Did, furious do, you know, do you know who and, won that fight? Uh, I, I, uh, I don't. I mean, I don't think anybody. Exactly there's no winners. Fight. I mean, no fight. There's never yeah. a winner in a fight. Yeah, it's only right. losers. Because I mean, come that on, that guys. was one where like you know, like almost everybody got involved in that one. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if the, I don't think Doc himself got involved, but very much everybody else got. Nah, he's too cool and for the that fun- shit. Yeah, he's too. He's just, yeah. yeah, you guys are right. I'm, I'm gonna be over except here. unless yeah. it's Larry Bird, he's not gonna be punching. Well, yeah, anybody, no, so. and he should punch Larry Bird for sure. Yeah, well, understandably, yeah, you, <laughs> right. yeah, you punch Larry Bird. Any chance you get, you punch Larry Bird. Um, and, and of course, the funny thing is the Spurs. You know, they the, the Spurs, the Nets had had a huge trade. Would basically like four guys went from one team to the other you know so the Spurs had George Gervin he played from with the Squires Larry Cannon and Billy Paltz and I think a couple other guys so they were all you know so like it was uh you know guys who had been teammates which is um pretty funny and a lot of them had won the 74 championship together so uh yeah and then Irving at 32 and 10 and a very close game five win 41 and 12 including 31 in the second half and a one point loss and then in game seven Irving had 28 18 and 8 to help his team win the series uh in, in the game seven clincher 121 to 114 so that was on to the finals the Denver Nuggets uh Nuggets had David Thompson Dan Issel and Bobby Jones they were the favorites they had better depth but um, Irving was just so good. Uh, despite the defense of Jones, his, his future 76ers running mate, he um, had 45, 12, and 4 in the first game, including 18 of the Nets' final 22 points and a two-point game one win, including a baseline game-winning jumper. A very close game 
two loss. They had 48-14-8, and eight, including 25 points in the fourth quarter, which is a finals record for either the NBA or the ABA. Um, and then, you know, he had 31-10-4 with four blocks in game three, 34-15-6 in uh, game four. So at this point, they have a 3-1 series lead. Uh Game five, Denver wins by eight, but Irving 37, 15, and five. And game six, Denver led 80 to 58 midway through the third quarter in New York. But the Nets, they they do a full court press. It changes the game. Irving has five steals in the final 17 minutes. They get a 54 26 run uh, for 11, uh, 112-106 win. Super John Williams had 16 points in the fourth quarter. Irving only had 31 points with 19 rebounds and five assists. Uh, David Thompson, for his credit, had 42 points, and Issel had a 30-20 game as well. So lots of, lots of stand-up performances there. And then Irving um, was one of only two players ever to lead both teams in scoring, rebounding, assists, steals, and block shots in one playoff series. The other was LeBron James in the 2016 finals. Fun fact. Yeah, good stuff there. But uh, yeah, just another great season there and another definite contender uh, for, for one of the great runs ever. And that, that's one that probably won't get brought up as much, obviously, being in the ABA and, and that being, you know, uh, a weird hang up for a lot of people of, you know, addressing the the ABA history as NBA history or whatever. So uh, that's one that most likely you'll probably only hear, you know, us <laughs> discuss that as one of the great right. playoff runs right. of all time, because uh, most other people will just ignore it because it happened in the ABA, which is definitely not fair. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, so another great one, uh, George Mikan, um, 19.4 points per game, 13.2 rounds per game, 1.9 assists, a 0.391 win shares per 48 and a 33.6 PER. Um, the win shares for 48 is second all time. Uh, the PR is also second best playoff um, all time. And, and by the way, the, the winters are 48 of 39 of, 3.91 that is way above the third best of 0.333 like it's like that's like you know yeah. um point, you know, 0.06 more that, that that is a huge disparity uh, between the second best and the first best now it, you know we don't the you know obviously 1954 was a different time it was pre shot clock you know pre inter- strong integration of the game very different game um, I'm not saying Mike and would have, you know, uh, would have, uh, been, been dominant later on, but still very impressive in the context, uh, the Lakers, they won the first and last ever Western round Robin. Do, do I think we've talked a little bit about the round Robin yeah. and honestly, I don't, I didn't really understand the round round Robin that well, but now that we've have the play in it's, it's similar to the play in only basically, you um there's three teams involved and then each of them has to play each other right to basically two times or you know so um you know in, in this case the lakers beat the pistons 2-0 the royals beat the pistons 2-0 and then that meant the lakers and the royals um played and they they could have played two games but because um you know uh 
because of the situation uh, the Lakers only had to beat the Royals once. So um, in any case, they, that led them to be in the Western division final, which the um, Lakers ended up winning with um, Mike and averaging 20.7 points per game. Then the Lakers battled the nationals in an all time classic seven game series in his best game of this series. Mike can put up 30 points on 61% field goal percentage, which is very good at the time, 15 rebounds and three assists in game three. And this is Mike and like, you know, he's, 29 getting into 30, which doesn't sound that old, but at the time, you know, given the shape that he was in, uh, you know, kind of on fumes at this point. I mean, he's still effective, but he's, and he's still one of the best players in the league, but no longer like the dominant player he was two or three years before, uh, you know, still really good, but definitely um, not putting up all those kinds of numbers all the time. So very impressive right, thing. Right. And like, yeah. like two years away from actually retiring as well or another. You well, know, well, he, no, I mean, he, well, he came back because he retired after oh, this right, right, right. and then, and then came back for a short, you know, comeback, which didn't go very well. But um, yeah, so this was the sixth, title for the Lakers in seven years across three different leagues, uh, the NBA, the BAA, and the NBL. Plus, Mike had won another NBL, NBL title with the Chicago American Gears. So uh, so Mike had just yeah, pretty much won titles almost every single year he played. Um, Christian, like Christian as, Brown, like Christian Brown on the uh, on the Denver Nuggets, the three yeah. high school titles, a college title, and now an NBA title. So yeah, George right. Mike and Christian Brown, uh, essentially, <laughs> it's, it's like looking That's in the mirror. The yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right, what do we got next? Uh, we got Wilt Chamberlain, 1964. There are always Wilt stats, and there's even more Wilt stats here uh, as we have the 1964 playoff run for Wilt Chamberlain. Uh, 34.7 points per game, 25.2 rebounds per game, 3.3 assists per game. This is before he uh, quite valued passing the ball and was more like, no, I'm going to put the ball in the rim. That's what's more fun. Uh, nobody had gotten, nobody had gotten through to Wilt just quite yet that uh, sometimes passing the ball might be good. So that's fine, though, because it got him to a uh, point. 3-2-3 win shares per 48, the fifth best ever for a playoff run, and a 31.3 PR, the 10th best ever uh, for a playoff run. Uh, quickly, conference finals, uh, he averages uh, 38.6 points per game, 23.4 rebounds per game, and 3.9 assists per game. Uh, it takes him seven games, take him and, and, and the, uh, the the Warriors, uh, seven games to defeat the St. Louis Hawks. Uh, but obviously, thanks to uh, Will's heroics, they do uh, do it. Uh, he scores 46 points in game three, 50 points in game five, and goes for 39 and 30 in game seven in a 10-point win to move on to the NBA Finals. And uh, you'll be shocked to hear this, but uh, Wilt makes it to the finals where he faces and then loses to Bill Russell and the Boston Celtics. So uh, there's always a Wilt stat, and there's almost always Wilt losing in the finals to Bill Russell if it's uh, possible uh, in the 60s, particularly. In this case, this was actually the first time that Wilt lost in the finals because this was after the Warriors moved from Philly to San Francisco. Before it had been in the conference or division finals, now this is actually um, in the finals. And um, yes, so. The first of, oh. of, unfortunately, many <laughs> for, for, for poor yes. Wilt, but uh, right. uh, 29.2 points per game, 27.6 rebounds per game, 2.4 assists per game. Uh, so a great finals. But when you're Wilt Chamberlain, you know, averaging just under 30 points isn't really going to cut it when you're like the most one of the more dominant players ever. And you're pretty much relied upon to do almost all the scoring for a team and, and you score under 30 uh, and you're against Bill Russell. You know, it does kind of hurt a little bit. And uh, the Warriors sure. lose by six in game five. Uh, despite uh, 30 points and 27 rebounds from Wilt. So uh, uh, a great run that ultimately does not end in a title because, of course, yeah, it's Wilt versus the Russell and the Celtics. So The Celtics were a really, really good team. Yeah, Yeah. and the the 64 Celtics were basically, like, might have been the best version of that dynasty. I mean, they they, they still had all the stalwarts in their prime, and they were also, you know, had – 
had Havlicek and you know some of the other guys coming up. So uh, that was a real that was an extra tough uh, year for uh, Will to do that. And actually, you know, thinking about it, I, I don't know. I never really thought about this, but Wilton Russell only met twice in the in the actual finals. Oh, that's right. It was mostly like yeah, Eastern Eastern Conference mostly finals Eastern, and stuff. Yeah, Eastern yeah. finals. Yeah, yeah. So that's or Eastern uh, division, I should say. Um, right. Yes. Yeah. Um, I wasn't going to correct you there, Rich, because you know we all make mistakes. <laughs> All right. Um, next, we have Tim Duncan, 2003, 24.7 points per game, 15.4 rebounds, 5.3 assists. He has 5.9 assists, which is the most ever in a postseason. His win share for 48 was 26, which is obviously still very good, although not among the top tier. Now, the win shares, of course, are influenced by the by the amount of games and minutes you play and you know the fact that he, um, you know, Played uh, really deep in the playoffs and had 24 games, I believe, um, you know, helps out this. But, you know, just like for some credit for just, you know, persevering through a really tough playoff. They, they, they took out some powerhouses this year. The, they did. You got you got the Suns. Um, this is pre-Steve Nash, but, you know, you got Stephon Murray, the original Steph. Um, who's, you know, a certainly can can score and a productive player. Yeah, Sean Marion, very, you know, near the beginning of his career, but you know, we all know what Sean Marion could do. Amari Stoudemire, all same thing, and it took six games to for the um, for the Spurs to win that. Then second round, one of the biggest second rounds ever, I would imagine. Um, the Spurs ending the Shaq and Kobe Lakers four B in a that, row that, chances. That, that, thank you. Uh, for Does he have four peats? Does he have that too, or just three peat? I don't want to take Pat a chance, Riley. I don't know. even know. He's already sued us. Pat yeah, Riley, he's I mean, already Pat sent- Riley is probably pretty mad right now. Yeah, he already sent us a season assist. I can't believe it. He also has four peat. There you go. I just got a courier letter. There you go. <laughs> Knock right, at my door. Man. Unbelievable. Wow. Wow, that's what happens. <laughs> man, works fast. You know? Alonzo yeah. Morning delivered a season right. assist immediately. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Hi. I should have gotten him on the show. I should have gotten him. But regardless, he already left. He's gone. So I should have him in. Well, let's see. That's that's uh, that's too bad. Yeah, and then uh, one of the greatest conference finals ever. You know, knocking out a sixty-win Mavs squad. You got you got Dirk, you got Steve Nash, you got Michael Finley all balling out. Um, you know, again four to two, and then hey, they just love this four to two. Jason Kidd and the New Jersey Nets. Uh, you know, um, again four to two, and yeah, I mean he played twenty-four games, so again that allows him to. Accumulate the most win shares, but he wins the finals MVP. It's second MVP season. And, I, you know, and I, I think I see the similarities to Jokic. Not that they played the same, but there is that similar sort of nonchalance and control about how they play. They just, they, they never really seem like crazy hurried or, um, you know, like bothered that much. You know, they're, they're just in there. They're doing exactly what they do what they want to do at the pace they want to do it. Uh, the only time that Duncan ever got animated was, was, you know, going after against a foul call, you know, that was the only time that you ever got <laughs> right. emotion out of him. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, definitely this is a, another one um, where the, you, you know, just uh, it's really strong and he is 16th all time in box triples minus two. So it wasn't just the fact that they played a lot of games. I mean, he's really, uh, you know, he had a strong postseason overall. 
Yeah, it's definitely the, the best of the Duncan uh, runs, too. And it's when he felt the most dominant. I mean, despite the team, you know, only, like you said, it, it needing six games to beat everybody that they played. But they played a lot of really good teams there. Like, right. the second round is the Kobe and Shaq Lakers. I mean, it's the end of the, pretty much close to the end of the line of the Kobe and Shaq Lakers. Obviously, they try to bring it back the next year with, you know, Peyton and, and, and Malone and stuff. But, like, yeah, that's a big team to beat in, you know, the second round. And then having to go to face that really, really, really good Mavs team, a high-powered Mavs team, uh, a Mavs right. team that, you know, tried to play a, a a much different style than the slow it down at that time Spurs or whatever and yeah the, and 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 Jason Kidd and the Nets like you know people will go back and laugh at that team or whatever they're they're a pretty damn good team and 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 had some oh, yeah. really good talent on the team with Kidd and and Jefferson and Kenny Martin and stuff so yeah it's it's you know I think they had I forget if they had acquired Matumbo at that time yet or not I forget if he was there at that because I know he, he bounced I think he was yeah, I want to say he was, was. On a team. yeah yeah I, he I, was on a team yeah. yeah so I mean that that's a good team that's a really really good sure. team so yeah sure. the West the West was really you know the West was really good and and the East well it wasn't that great but you know no. the Nets made it out of the East and and that's the team that they had to face so no and and like you said it's probably a big reason why is that you go back and you watch those games and and Duncan's just you know so nonchalant about how he's getting his points and stuff. And I, I, I think I went back and watched the 2003, uh, you know, the finals, the, the game winning, you know, the, the, the final game, the six, game six. And yeah, you see Duncan. I think he, I forget how much he, I, I'm not looking at the number right now, but I know he scored a, a pretty good amount of points, but they're all like, you know, bank shots from 11 feet away. They're all these kind of just little jab step into the lane, do it like a little baby hook type thing. Like they're just not these explosive things. And, and yeah, you're right that, you know, he is probably similar to Jokic in the sense that a lot of people are not appreciating him in the moment. Hopefully people don't make the same mistake that they did with Duncan and just go, oh, this guy's boring or I don't quite get it. And we saw a little bit of that, you know, leading into the finals this year where people were like, what's the story with the Nuggets? What uh, what, what are the narratives? And it's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Do your job. There's a lot. Well, there. I, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I get people who kind of thought that the Spurs were a little boring, especially that. Oh, yeah. That, that era, particular that scene was boring. Style. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, although, yeah, I, I think Duncan is more like you have to appreciate the subtleties of basketball to really appreciate Duncan. Sure. I don't think Jokic is like that. Like, I think you could be like a regular, just like old guy off the ground and just be amazed by some of the things that he's, particularly the passing. Um, so, but anyway, yeah, the uh, that uh, last game, the, uh, the clinching game for Duncan, 21 points, 20 rebounds, 10 assists, and eight blocks. So coming very close to a quadruple, quadruple <laughs> yeah, yeah. double. Yeah. And, and trust so. me, 21 points in the 2003 NBA Finals may as well be 70. points given the pace that those two yeah. teams were playing at. So let me yeah. tell you, that is not yeah. a fast game. You go back and watch that. It's like basketball for a different planet because it's like, you know, right. shot clock down to one. All right, let's get the shot. Right. And it's like, <laughs> let's oh. get it off. Yeah. yeah, it's like I'll oh, for 20 seconds and yeah, we'll get a shot here. Yeah, yeah. it's right. it's a, a different game indeed. A different game indeed. Yeah. Yes. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $129 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $249 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right. So we've gone into the uh, the finals runs. Now we're going to get into some of the early exits. Yeah, we'll start here with LeBron James in 2009. And uh, 
Yeah, obviously LeBron and the uh, Cavaliers exited the playoffs, 13-point loss at the hands of the very ahead of their time, uh, Orlando Magic, the team that basically completely destroyed the LeBron James Cavaliers by putting a guy who could shoot threes at power forward and the Cavs really had no idea what to do with it and kind of essentially sunk that entire team, which is unbelievable. Uh, in hindsight, it's like, oh yeah, that was kind of like the beginning of, of what we see with a lot of uh, teams today. But you know, at the time it was just like, what is going on? What is happening? What is what's, you know, but we shouldn't lose sight of, of despite all that an all time, all time great playoff run uh, from LeBron that he had. And you can make a real case that it was the best ever. Uh, unless you need to cap it off with a finals run or a title for it to really matter, which I get why some people might say, well, it can't be the best ever if the guy didn't make it to the finals or he didn't make it to you know right. win a title or whatever. But I'm going to give you the numbers here, and God damn, <laughs> this sure. might be it. Uh, sure. 35.3 points per game, 9.1 rebounds per game, and 7.3 assists per game on 51% shooting. Now, mind you, that's in 2009, and the man's nearly averaging 40 points in a playoff run. That's a completely sure. different era, different pace, a much slower pace. Threes aren't as prevalent as they are. I mean, that those are just absurd numbers. Yeah, uh, in 2009 shooting, yeah. 62% shooting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. Right. It's crazy. Right. So great numbers, no doubt. And the advanced stats even more blow the doors off. 0.399 win shares per 48. The best ever, like very much the best ever Uh 4.8 win shares. The eighth best ever. That's a problem. Of course, of course he, you know, doesn't make it to the finals. Had he added a few more games, he might've had a real case uh, to yeah. have the most win shares ever, but doesn't happen there. Uh 2.9 valuable replacement player. Again, that's something that you accumulate, but that's good enough for seventh best ever again, without making it to the finals, which is crazy. 17.5 block score plus minus the best ever and 37.4 PR the best ever in a playoff run either. So it's just like, yeah, right. that's a pretty, pretty compelling case that pretty much every advanced metric win shares per 48 box plus minus PER he's the best ever this playoff run plus if you look at PER you know is LeBron's 37.4 second best is Mike in at 33.6 so that's four points <laughs> difference between <laughs> the first and the second you know um we talked about the difference between Mike in and and the third which is Kareem and which is for 48 at 3.9 versus 3.32 and LeBron's up there obviously even higher 3.99 um you know the box score plus minus is you know like LeBron's is 17.5 the second best is 14.6 so not only are these numbers in these cases the best ever but they're the best ever by a huge margin over like the the second or third um, best numbers. So that's just, that's just crazy. You, you, know, you can think of whatever you want. Obviously none of these numbers are perfect. They all have, you know, um, they all have flaws, but just the kind of the sheer number of how many they're all measuring different things, but when they all pretty much agree that it's the best or very close to the best um, playoff performance, that something worth listening to. Oh, for sure. For sure. And yeah, this, this run, I forgot how great this run was as well. Uh, the first round, he averages 32 points per game, 11.3 rebounds per game, 7.5 assists per game. Uh, easy dismantling of the Pistons at the time. It's not a great Pistons yeah. team at this time anyway. That but was the, uh, yeah, That was the end of the Iverson Pistons, I believe. So. Yes, I believe. Yeah. As we all know them, the Iverson Pistons. Iverson Pistons. Uh, the Cavs win that series. They win by 18, 12, 11, and 21. So it's not even not even a case right. whatsoever, just a right. complete barn burner uh, for, for the Cavs. Uh, second round, he averages 33.8 points per game, 8.3 rebounds per game, six assists per game, another sweep and another absolute destruction of, unfortunately, your Atlanta Hawks. Uh, uh, he wins yeah. by, yeah, well, sorry. He wins by, the, right. the, not he, well, I guess he, 
I'll say the Cavs, but it's really he. I mean, come on. The second best player is Mo Williams, so it's he. (laughs) No offense to my man Mo or, or, you know, Damon Jones or whatever. That is all-star Mo Williams. That's true. That's true. It is all-star Mo Williams. Yeah, uh, they right. win uh, that series. They win by 27, 20, 15 and 10. Uh, LeBron scores 47 points in game four as well. And, and then. Right. Sorry, I, I need to interrupt for a moment. Um, so I went to Mo Williams basketball reference page. <laughs> Who decided that Mo Williams could nickname himself the hitman? The hitman? No, come yeah, on. No, I'm, no, I'm afraid not. I'm no, sorry. That's not going to happen. I'm going to have to rescind that. No. The All hitman. Right. What is is that like? How many other nicknames does he have? Is that like just one? Yeah, that's the only one. The the only only one is the Hitman. Yeah, (laughs) the Hitman Mo Williams. Okay. Yeah, like what about Alabama Mo? Yeah, Uh, you know, there's got to be something. The Hitman. Okay. Yeah, Mississippi Mo. He 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 went to high school Mississippi. That that, that's his nickname now, Mississippi Mo. Mississippi Mo. Yep. We could run that by him, but I think I I can't imagine problem with it. He doesn't get a choice. It's his nickname. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, you don't get to pick your own nickname. That's not exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then in the third round, uh, LeBron averages 38.5 points per game, 8.3 rebounds per game, eight assists per game. But one of the most shocking upsets in NBA history happens. A potential LeBron versus Kobe finals is yanked away by Dwight Fart Howard and <laughs> Richard Lewis and Stan Van right. Gundy and just yeah. these bastards, Michael Pietris and all these guys yeah. just shooting threes and he spreading the floor yeah. and doing right. all this yeah. dumb stuff. That right. ugh, Anyway, uh, LeBron what? has a massive Masterful game one. He scores 49 points, but the Cavs lose by one, which is, I mean, they, they didn't lose a game the entire playoffs into this, but hey, we lose by one. We scored 49. That's all right. We'll get back at it. No, uh, they win game two by one, just barely able to do it. They lose game three by 10. They lose game four by two. LeBron has three 40 point games in the series and his game six is so, so shocking for a lot of those reasons is he had such a great playoffs up to that run, such great averages. All those things were just top, top tier stuff. Then in the game six, 25 points, seven rebounds, seven assists, eight of 20 shooting. So that's a good game for a lot of people, but not really for LeBron and not really in a special year like this. And that led to a lot of the, hey, what's going on with LeBron? Does he want to leave? And, I, and then it, the whole next year was like, is this it? Because he was obviously the contract was done. And it all kind of. It all pointed to that game six, which is not a very good 25, seven and seven. It's a very good game. Right. But I do remember that being a big like, oh, has LeBron given up? Can he not do it in the big game? Like all the dumb narrative stuff yeah. that that and occurred in 2009. And and luckily, we're all smarter. and We don't have weird narratives about LeBron anymore ever again, we, even though, know. you know, we, yeah. that, that game um, was 20 years ago at this point. It's like, yeah, especially um, you know, the next year when the playoff series gets Boston, it just added on to that yeah, um, yeah. afterward. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I was thinking, yeah, you know, I, I was kind of thinking about the like the 09 Cavs today. And it's just like if the if that team had had somebody as good as Jamal Murray, like, you know, if like Mo Williams had been as good as Jamal Murray, like, that team <laughs> that team probably would have won a championship. You know, like that like, like yeah. that oh, was yeah, the yeah. kind of player that LeBron needed, you know, like just like the right kind of guy. Like just basically, I mean, Jamal Murray is, is much more than a better version of Mo Williams, but like you know, it just, it's sort of like he needed just that one comp guy who could compliment what he was doing yeah. um, on there. And, uh, you know, it, it, I think a Jamal Murray type of, of player, uh, you know, would have fit that, you know, who that would have been at the time. And obviously, you know, they, but I mean, like they actually did a solid job. And 
they did some bad drafting and, and did a bad job of building the team, but they did kind of have a nice job of like um, making some trades and getting some complimentary pieces around them. They just didn't have that second. Like they had like everything after the third player. Like if Bo Williams had been the third player, that would have been fine. Oh, well, yeah. Cause then your your Daniel Gibsons and your, your Anderson yeah. Barajals and Delante West yeah. and, 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 and Silgauskas yeah. and it's right. Yeah. yeah they, 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 they yeah, they had. they had good pieces. Yeah, yeah. And even Ben Wallace, like, you know, they brought defense and rebounding. And, like, I mean, they had a good mix of guys. They just didn't have a second guy. Like, that right. was, they were, they were, the, they would have been perfect for LeBron had they had, you know, somebody at just, at just a, a bit of a higher level than Mo Williams, you know. So, right. And, and they tried, you know, they tried like Anton Jameson and they tried Shaquille O'Neal. Right. But, like you said, and those are all guys yeah. that weren't. Yeah. You know, Anton Jameson, a great number three, but not that number two guy. Anton Jameson is like the K- Cleveland Cavaliers, Michael Porter or Aaron Gordon is perfect. Yeah, that would have been right. a good role for him, but they needed sure. that Jamal Murray. And, and yeah, unfortunately, right. as 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 good and as fun as Mo Williams was, he wasn't that guy. And and, and yeah, yeah, they that team, um, as good as they were with their second best player being Mo Williams is 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 pretty phenomenal. Although, yeah, I'm sure this will change, but Mo Williams, as we mentioned, has been an all-star. Jamal Murray has not yet been an all-star. Right, so, <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. No. All right, uh, next, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, 1976-77. to 77. I think we talked about this one before, but, yeah, this was Kareem's second year in Los Angeles, and, yeah, 34.6 points per game, 17.7 rebounds per game, 4.1 assists. This was... If you look at you know the uh, if if you look at the ranks here, fourth all time in win shares per forty eight, eighth all time in box score plus minus, third all time in per. So another um, great one, but def- definitely another series of disappointing results. Um, the Lakers, who had the best record in the regular season, end up falling in the Western Conference Finals to Portland. They get swept by um, Portland. Of course, you know, the great 77 Blazers team with Bill Walton and company. Uh, They did top the Warriors in a seven-game series in the semifinals, which basically ended, you know, the the title window of the Rick Barry, Jamal Wilkes, you know, that team that won the 75 um, championship and had had Barry plus all these young players that you kind of – Ended that run. It makes you wonder, hey, Jamal Wilkes, he went to the Lakers right after that in free agency. Was he a mole? Dun, dun, dun. Mm, mm. Yeah. Just like uh, just like Andre Iguodala for the Nuggets uh, going to the Warriors. Same situation? I I mean. You decide. You Yeah, we, we're just we're, we're just giving you the Listener, facts. We you just know, report it. Yeah, yeah we yeah, just report it. You decide. We're asking you know? questions here. Yeah. <laughs> right. we're, just asking, we're just asking questions. <laughs> right. I mean, right. we're not doing anything bad. We're just asking questions. No, we're just, we, we, we just want, yeah. you know, you to, to, to think, you know, you, you, to, you to, yeah, I, yeah. I, I like it. I, I like think, it. Yeah. Don't be, don't be a sheeple, you know. No, no, exercise no sheep your, Exercise your free speech on, you know, Elon's Twitter. Go for it, you know. <laughs> please. <laughs> please do. Right. Yeah. Or don't. Or actually, please don't delete the app. Or actually, don't. No, don't support. Don't support that asshole. Yeah, right. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Kawhi Leonard, 2017. Yeah, remember this one. Uh, It was looking like an all-time great run. Uh, gets derailed by Zaza Pachulia's big fucking feet that Ooh, Kawhi Leonard just yeah. couldn't avoid. Oh, uh, although yeah. he did turn, he did roll his ankle in the, in the series before, so it's not all Zaza's fault, but uh, yeah. it's mostly Zaza's fault. Uh, and then yeah. uh, effectively ending Len, uh, Leonard's tenure in San Antonio, he had that weird thing where he came back for like four games and then went away again. Right. And then, yeah, that's a very weird 
timeline, yeah, the, yeah, the, right. the Kawhi Leonard and San Antonio timeline. Right. But uh, 27.7 points yeah. per game, 7.8 rebounds per game, 4.6 assists per game on 52.5% uh, shooting, uh, 0.314 win shares per 48, eighth best ever, 14.2 box per plus minus, the third best ever, and 31.5 PR, the ninth best ever. So pretty good run uh, there. The numbers don't jump off the page that much to me so it's kind of weird but like the the advanced stats definitely like him more than maybe the counting stats do uh first round now this is great this is undoubtedly great 31.2 points per game six uh, rebounds per game 3.8 assists per game uh it takes six games actually for the spurs to get past the pesky grizzlies they always had trouble with the grizzlies of this era but uh Kawhi does lead the spurs into the second round the grit and grind grizzlies just always gave (laughs) the spurs like throughout the whole mid 2010s like gave them always fits in, in the playoffs uh, second round, 23.8 points per game, 9.8 rebounds per game, 5.8 assists per game. So, again, counting stats don't really jump off the board there. I guess 9.8 and, and, and 23.8 is, is, is solid as hell. But, you know, an ankle injury does take him out of game six, which, uh, uh-oh, not a good sign for what's going to come nope. in, in a bit. Uh, but he does have a good series, including 34 points in game two. And then in the conference finals, of course, he only plays one game and doesn't even play the full game. I think he plays about 24, 25 minutes. Uh, he gets 26 points, eight rebounds, and three assists in that game. Uh, but he hurts his ankle again, will not play again in that postseason, and then effectively yeah, ends his his, his run uh, with the tan- San Antonio Spurs. So the, the counting stats are, are not like jump off the page great, but Kawhi Leonard was a guy who affected the game in so many different ways with his defense and and his, right. his, 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 his steals and, and just all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, the advanced stats like this one a little bit more. But, yeah, if you just look this at this one, like overall, you know, 27.7 points per game, 7.8 rebounds per game, you know, 4.6 assists per game. Don't really necessarily you think immediately as like, oh, that's one of the greatest runs of all time. But, you know, defense wise, he was he was pretty damn special at that time. Yeah. And and this one, you know, he's he has a 67 percent true shooting percentage. So that certainly helps. You yeah, know, that's that, that's getting them up there and there and yeah it's interesting you know we have a list of about you know like 120 or so playoff uh performances that you know we a spreadsheet that we kind of came up with with uh you know among the greatest on here and Kawhi Leonard has four of them which you know I, I mean Kawhi Leonard's I mean he's obviously known as a great postseason player and the runs he had particularly the 2019 run with the Raptors are all um fantastic but just given the you know amount of time he's missed in the injuries and stuff he i wouldn't necessarily think of him as having that many on this list but that you know that like like you know kevin durant is three on this list larry bird is two like it's like you know some great players with some great playoff runs only have a you know limited amount but he has four in a you know in in, in less time playing than a lot of these guys so which is it's you know pretty interesting all right Michael Jordan, another one, 1990, the year before possibly the greatest uh, ever. Yeah, this is uh, not too bad either. 36.7 points per game on 59 true shooting, 7.2 rebounds, 6.8 assists, 2.8 steals per game, a 12th in value of replacement player, 5th in box score plus minus, and 8th in PER. And, hey, they were perhaps a Scottie Pippen migraine away from being in the finals a year ahead of schedule. Um they topped Milwaukee in the first round, easily crushed Philly in the second round. Jordan and that Philly series had 45, 49, and 45 again in consecutive games. Um, Jordan's best game in the seven-game loss against the uh, Pistons in the Eastern Conference Final, game three, which was a 107-102 win in Chicago. Chicago's first win in that series. Jordan had 47 points on 62% true shooting, 11 rebounds, five assists, and two steals. So, Michael Jordan, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, 
By the way, Michael Jordan on our spreadsheet has uh, as eight uh, series here. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, just to give you an idea, and I, this isn't necessarily like a comprehensive one because we didn't go through everything. Just, but, um, but uh, Wilt has four. Tim Duncan has four. Uh, Curry, Steph Curry only has one. Um, Shaq has seven. Let's see. Jokic has two. Moses Malone just has one. Uh, Jordan, as we mentioned, has eight. Uh, Magic has two. LeBron has eight. Nine. No, I'm sorry. LeBron has ten, actually. Um, Kobe has two. Kareem has five. Irving has three. Uh, Keem and Giannis both have two. Um, you know, nobody else. Uh, Russell has three. So just to, to give you a sense of of, of the numbers, of, uh, you know, it's kind of how many times these guys put up, you know, sort of an all-time series in one of these stats. That's uh at that so got one more category left this is the uh a few really you probably look at this list of guys we haven't like really surprised that these would be anywhere near the best playoff season now these are definitely not among the best of the best but like still you could make a case that these are in the top 75 or so best ever player performances which is you know pretty amazing so First, we got Marcus Johnson, 1978 playoffs. He had 24 points per game on almost 60 true shooting, um, 12.4 rebounds, 3.4 assists. This was a very surprising Bucks team because they're just emerging from the shadows of the Kareem era. And Johnson is a rookie at this point, mm-hmm. but he is you know clearly their best player. Uh, this um, this performance is 23rd all times in win shares per 48, which is uh, tied with 2017 Kevin Durant, which might be his best um, playoff run. And also, and we're going to get to it below, and which is kind of amazing, 1999 Marcus Camby. <laughs> so we're going to get that one below. <laughs> yeah, as we um, all know. Yeah, yeah. When, you, when, you, when you clicked on this episode, you thought, all right, when are they going to get to Marquis Johnson in 1978 right. and Marcus Camby in 1999? And do not worry. When we talk about the best playoffs performances ever, we're going to get to Johnson 78 and Camby's 99. You just, you, of right. course, of course, we're going to get there. Of absolutely. Of course. Yes. So, um, you know, they were able to, um, you know, uh, so yeah, that, you know, that, that was really, uh, you know, a, a very good team. And yeah, he had, um, uh, he was 72nd in PER all time, tied with 1992 Michael Jordan, 2005 Tracy McGrady. So you're just looking at some of these, you know, um, series. So the uh, first, the Bucks upset a heavily favored Suns team 2-0, who were led by another rookie forward, Walter Davis, who had a nice series of his own as well. 25 points per game, 8.5 rebounds, four assists per game. Uh, plus, you got Paul Westfall and Alvin Adams. So, you know, they were that was the core of their team. Plus, now Walter Davis of the team that went to the finals just a couple years before. So, uh, it was only now it was only a three game series, but so. Uh, and then they took a tough Denver Nuggets team. This is with you know David Thompson, Dan Issel, Bobby Jones. You know, the, um, who had just gone to the finals, the ABA finals a couple years before. We just talked about to seven games in the West semis, probably the best NBA Nuggets team, uh, you know, before the current era outside of maybe the 2009 squad. So, yeah, uh, that's fair. That's definitely fair. Right. And then the Bucks would falter a bit in the the next season with some amazingly bad luck. um, And they moved on to the East and then, you know, helped make the NBA more fun and competitive in the eighties by playing an awesome style and by uh, having some great series with the, uh, with the Sixers and, uh, and the uh, Celtics, of course, although never able to make a finals on their own. 
So you want to talk about Marcus Camby? I'd love to talk about Marcus Camby's 1999 and uh, the Knicks, much like this year's Miami team, you know, didn't have much of a prayer as an eight seed. Obviously the eight seed in 1999, a little different given the, you know, the, the, the lockout season and whatnot, but still nobody really gave them any chance to, to, to make sure. it through. Uh, they weren't exactly a great regular season team, but they were able to kind of defy those expectations and make it all the way to the NBA finals. And and they were a very weird team too. And, and a, a, a collection of misfits and, and outcasts and, and, and guys who just couldn't quite make it in their first, you know, stops or their seconds or whatever, and then came together on this team and just kind of worked. You have Allen Houston, who obviously had a, a run as you know running mate for Grant Hill and the second best guy for the Detroit Pistons. Never quite worked out. He comes here to, to New York and, and is able to kind of excel. You have Larry Johnson, who obviously had so much turmoil with, you know, it, with the Charlotte Hornets and, you know, and, and, you know, felt like he was going to be a big deal. And then it kind of petered out a little bit. Now he's here. Latrell Sprewell, obviously the, the issues in Golden State, including, you know, choking out your head coach is going to cause a little bit of a, a turmoil and cause you to, you know, maybe not be uh, endearing yourself to the franchise. So they send him over to New York and they all come together and Marcus can be too, you know, had, had a bunch of, uh, you know, stops and starts in Toronto and, and, and whatnot. And, and now he's here in New York and, you know, they led the charge. They beat the heat, they beat the Hawks and they beat the Pacers to make it to the NBA finals. And then when Patrick Ewing went out with an injury, Marcus Camby kind of filled in at center. And, you know, his 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 box score stats, they're not going to jump off the page. They're 10.4 points per game, 7.7 rebounds per game, uh, 1.2 steals per game, 1.9 blocks per game. Uh, but he f- does finish, regardless, 23rd all time in uh, playoff seasons for win shares per 48. So uh, did affect the game in a lot of ways. And, yeah, not a guy that you would assume would be on this list, but uh, a great playoff run for Marcus Camby in, in, in 1999. Yeah, no, that was that was definitely one that uh, surprised me a little bit. Yeah, and it, it, you mentioned like, yeah, the Knicks weren't the typical eighth seed, so they were basically two games away from uh, being a fifth seed, and uh, they were only like you know six games behind the. Uh, you, the there were three teams that finished with the best record of these at thirty three and seventeen: the Heat, the Magic, and the uh, Pacers. So, so yeah, they were not that far from obviously. Um, it was it was obviously a weird season with it being the lockout only fifty games. So um, in retrospect, less surprising, but um, at the time certainly was a surprise, especially with Ewing out, you know, and the other guys kind of um, leading them, and you know the whole Ewing theory thing and all and all that good stuff. But um, yeah, so next we got Jimmy Jones, not a household name, no. but in nineteen sixty nine, um, he helped the New Orleans Buccaneers make a deep playoff run a year after. In 68, they had made the ABA Finals. Um, you know, Jimmy Jones, great ABA career, six All-Stars, three All-ABA nods, did play a little bit in the NBA uh, with the Washington Bullets in the uh, in the 70s, uh, in mid-70s, and uh, after his ABA career. But, yeah, they um, – Jones helped take the the Bucks, who were shorthanded up. They lost Larry Brown and Doug Moe from that powerhouse Finals team. Took him pretty deep in the playoffs. He averaged 30.2 points per game. 61% true shooting, 55.3 rubs per game, 5.4 assists. The Bucks took down the Dallas Chaparrals in seven games before they fell to the powerhouse Oakland Oaks, who now had Doug, who now had Doug uh, Moe and Larry Brown, along with the lethal Warren Jabali. And they also on their roster, but not playing at the time because of injuries, Rick Barry. They didn't even need Rick Barry because they, <laughs> yeah. you know, they, they blazed through the season in the finals without him. 
But yeah, this performance is 29th in all time Winchester 48, which is tied for with like 2017 LeBron James, just to give you kind of a, a sense of how good this playoff performance yeah. is considered, at least by this metric. 51st in PER, which is tied for uh, the 1961 Elgin uh, Baylor run. So, you know, uh, uh, just uh, again, it's uh, a little quirky probably, but um, a uh, interesting one. And we got one more for you. Johnny Moore. Who? Yeah, Johnny Moore, 1983. So Johnny Moore, a very solid stalwart mm-hmm. point guard for the Spurs in the in the first half of the 80s. He led the league in assists in 1982, but was never an all-star, never all-NBA, anything like that. Um, in 1983 playoffs, taking on the Nuggets and the Lakers, but he played like a Hall of Famer. Um, total, he averaged uh, 22.5 points per game on 58 true shooting, 14.6 assists per game, 2.5 steals per game. In a one-point win against the Nuggets, he had 39 points, 8 rebounds, 12 assists, and 5 steals in the same game. Five games overall, he had at least 20 points and 17 assists. So that's not that far from averaging 20-20 in those uh, five games. It's small sample size, yes, but that's so that's, that's ball in there. Um for some context, he is 44th all-time in box score plus minus for playoff season. That is better than Dwayne Wade in 2006 or Magic Johnson in 1987, which are, you know, of course, considered among the best, you know, um, playoff runs, certainly finals runs of all time. Now, Johnny Moore didn't get to the finals. They they lost um, to the Lakers. Um, yeah, and, but, you know, he was very solid in the early to mid-80s. Unfortunately, his career was cut short. He contracted a rare form of men- meningitis called desert fever that, you know, kept him out for a long time. You know, he did. He made some many comebacks but was never really the uh, same player and ended up having to retire young. But uh, his name is – his uh, number is retired by yeah. the uh, Spurs um, there. You know, the uh, double zero, I believe. So, yep, um, double zero. Uh, that, you know, so, yeah, uh, yeah definitely uh, – Interesting guy, interesting run in that, in that playoffs and some incredible games. And it just, it sort of seemed like it's out of nowhere. Probably some of it was playing the Nuggets, you know. Who, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but he played well against the Lakers too. I mean, you know, right. he absolutely bought out that, in, you know, that entire run. I mean, all, every, basically every game except for one in that entire run was like a really awesome game. So, yeah, yeah, no, playing the Nuggets helps, but yeah, you can't, you can't discount that he did. You know, very similar stuff against the Lakers too. A, a very, very good Lakers team uh, at that point too. And you look at his numbers, and yeah, he, he's a guy who you know had really good. You know, you could see the potential there. You could see, you know, he's leading the league. Sure. You know, ten, almost ten assists per game in in, in multiple years. He does get to ten assists per game uh, in one year as well. But yeah, his his career does, as you look at it, looks like he's getting a solid career. Then all of a sudden, yeah, he stops playing, uh, and and yeah, ends up you know playing in Mexico for a year and stuff. And yeah, because of the issues uh, with his health isn't quite there. But uh, yeah, a guy that uh, did. You know, does have his number retired. So yeah, yeah I, I was kind of joking when I did like the who to Johnny Moore uh, guy. Right. A lot of people probably don't know who he is, but he had a pretty good career and is is, is definitely worth sure. uh, remembering for this great great playoff run that he had. Yeah, not a not a name. I even people who are pretty well versed in NBA history, I would not expect Johnny right, Moore right, to right. be an immediate name that you would know. No. So. Um, yeah. All right. So we're going to finish this up with a little, we're going we're gonna to veer off course slightly, but want to talk about longest title droughts. The Nuggets, they've won their first championship after 55 years total as a franchise, 46 years in the NBA. So who we got next? So we're going to, we're going to talk about the, uh, the longest ones. We'll, we'll, uh, and both of us can predict who's going to be next. So 
We got the Kings, 1951, of course, not in their current city. They won it at Rochester. The Hawks, 1958, not in their current city. They won in St. Louis. The Suns have existed since 1968, never won it. Ah, they're next the up, Clip- man. Yeah, they're the ones that yeah. you got to point to right now. It's like, all right, yeah. well, we yeah. gotta, let's get going. Probably. Uh, the Clippers, 1971, never won it. The Jazz, <laughs> 1975, have never um, won it. The Pacers, 1973 was their last ABA title. They've, they've never won an NBA title. The Nets, 1976 was their last ABA. They've never um, won the uh, never won in the NBA. The Blazers from 77, the Bullets Wizards franchise from 1978, the Sonics Thunder franchise, you know, 1979, the Thunder essentially have never won, you know, won since they moved right. in but 2008. Uh, the 76ers, 1983. Uh, yeah, that's you know, getting that's, long. That's, that's a years, long time yeah. ago. That's 40 a years long time now. Yeah. ago, yeah. That's and, like... It yeah. is kind of funny right. how those 70s teams are just like, yeah, Blazers, Bullets, Sonics, three years in a row, never right. been back, you know, never, you know, like none of those teams really had extensive runs. Obviously, the Sonics make it in 20, uh, you know, 1996 and the Thunder make it in, uh, you know, in the in the 2010s or whatever. Like 12, so it's 12, like, 12, yeah. Right. yeah, Blazers, you know, it's 90, you know, it's 92. It's been a while for a lot of these teams and, and Bullets haven't right. really been in the mix at all <laughs> in a long, long yeah. time. So uh, right. Bullets, Wizards, whatever. So, yeah, it's it's pretty and then yeah that's Sixers that's a long time ago now years. you know what I mean 83 yeah. it's like you wouldn't right. th- you're like ah yeah they're all right but it's like yeah shit yeah. it's been a while that was 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um yeah you know well I remember people in the 90s talking about the Cleveland curse and that was like 30 years <laughs> it only been right. 30 years you know and it's like oh wow uh of course it took 50 but yeah uh, yeah, we got the Hornets, you know, 1989, they've never won one Timberwolves, 1990, they've never won one the Magic, 1990, they've also never won one, obviously been to a couple of finals, the Rockets, the 95, you know, that's, uh, that's almost, you know, 30 years ago now, um, the Grizzlies, 1996, never, never um, won one, the Bulls now, 1998, hey, uh, hey 20, I know, 25 it's, years, it's yeah. feeling long in the tooth, man, <laughs> yeah, I was, right. uh, I was yeah. very young when they, uh, when they last won a, a title, right. and now I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. You're getting old. Yeah, the Pelicans, you know, never 2003, they never won. And the Pistons, 2004, that was 19 years yeah, ago. Yeah, man, wow. Which is, yeah, that's longer than the difference between the bad boys and, you know, Big Ben, um, Rasheed Wallace, you know, um, uh, Chauncey Billups championships. So, uh, yeah, that, uh, so I, I, what do you think? Do you think like 20 years is when we start to consider it a draft? Do you think that's fair? I would, I don't know if 20, I, to the NBA's top, I would maybe go 25, 30 is when I start really okay. bringing it up. 20 years yeah. is when you could start the conversation and be like, all right, you know, hey, it's been 20 years. Been a while, yeah, you 25, know, 30 yeah. is like, all right, you guys might want to get going here. <laughs> like, you know, right. I mean, that, that's, I think that's well, fair. I think that's fair to yeah. start saying like, yeah, what's going on? Like, you know, it might be time to try to, you know. Trying to make this thing happen, but uh, yeah, some of those are are pretty shocking to me. I, I, you know, the Suns, you know, all the way back to 1968. Now they become the most, you know, because the Kings effectively, like you said, they, they, the franchise has won a title, but like nobody in Sacramento gives a shit that the Rochester Royals won the title in 1961 or whatever. You go, you go to 85, you know, then for them and the Hawks, you go to 68. I think, I think they'd 68 as well as the Suns. So right, right. Yeah. So yeah, whatever whatever point you want to pick, 
you know, yeah, obviously neither one has won in their franchise in their current city. No one, neither one has won in a very long time. So, well, I don't know if you saw, way, but uh, Trey Young tweeted out uh, after uh, the the Nuggets won that we're next or or our turn uh-oh. next or something like that yeah. with, a, with a ring nice. emoji, and I was like, eh. nice, hey, all uh, right. I'm hey, not betting I on like it. it. Hey, you know what? You should I have like that it. confidence. You should go I, into the season thinking that's the case. Uh, I will not be betting the Atlanta Hawks to win the NBA Finals next year, but I he as the, the lead player should do that. So I, I appreciate him doing that. Uh, the Suns, it. you know, they they felt like this was the year where they could maybe make a real run. Yeah. And obviously with Durant, that time is coming up for them. So, so you know, the Hawks, they got their lead, you know, their, their top players saying it's time. Yeah, it's the, not. I mean, it's not impossible for the Hawks. I mean, they, they, they've got some pieces. Yeah, all right. the, uh, <laughs> okay. the, the Kings. The, well, they, the, I was going to say we're in one of the best Kings runs that we've ever yeah, I mean, I, yeah. since 2002, which also is a long time ago now. It's like, right, right, you know, that yeah. is also 20 years ago like that, that they seem like they have the best potential chance. Uh, the Clippers, it felt like they were there, and now it doesn't feel yeah. like they're there again. So that clock, so, yeah. I think that clock's going to be know. ticking for a little while uh, after that. The Sixers, maybe, maybe the Sixers figure it out. Um I, I don't give I don't I'm not giving up hope on the uh, Sixers. You know the uh, the Celtics now is 15 years since they won their last title, so I don't know how I feel about that. That's, that's true. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So we're we're getting into into drought territory for there now. Now again, like it's rained so much for the um, the Celtics that yeah, like, they're they okay. Seven yeah, those crops are still a, doing all right. Drought. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Exactly. I don't right. need that much rain, but <laughs> they're fine. No, they don't. Yeah, they are. They, they the are reservoir is full. They can uh, they can take from the reservoir full. for a while. Yes, yeah. Bill, Bill Russell filled that thing up. Yes, for <laughs> uh, for a century. So. Uh, yeah, so you know we'll see. You know, the, the, obviously, a lot of these teams kind of feel like they're uh, they're far away, but you never know. Yeah, those expansion the the the, the expansion teams aside from the Raptors. The Hornets, I mean, good God, they're nowhere close to doing it. Right. Yeah. Uh, the Timberwolves, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, the Magic, um, yeah, I'm not really betting on the Magic just yet. They, they, they are. Their no. arrow is pointed up, but it needs to be a much bigger arrow than it is right now. The, um, the Grizzlies, uh, well, yeah, yeah like um, they might not have their on, best player for a lot right, the, of the time. Yeah. So. Depending on how that goes, like if if that weren't going on, I would feel better about that. But um, yeah, you know, it, it, the the Pelicans also have some very big weirdness with their best players. So yes, um, yeah. So not a good time to be an expansion team of the last you know thirty years because it's uh, not doing no. too well. But we did that series uh, like uh, probably a year or so ago about the expansion teams, and it was like the Heat were like. Right. Pretty okay right out of the gates and have been pretty okay most of the time since then. It's like all these other right. you know expansion teams have been scratching and clawing and climbing and trying to you know cling to relevancy and the Hornets did it for a while and then they've kind of fallen and it feels like it's been 20 years since they've been yeah. relevant and the, the Timberwolves you know struggled for a while and then got good for a little bit and then they've been kind of struggling for relevance since then. And yeah, it's yep. like the heat. We're just like, oh, we're okay. And then we're just fine the whole time. So it's just like, oh, okay, that's cool. And then, right. just, you know, yeah. winning titles, making the finals, doing well. And then the magic, obviously, you know, the Shaq and Penny run, which is fantastic. But pretty much since then has been. Yeah. And great. Dwight Howard. You know, oh, and, and, and of Dwight course, Howard, the Dwight Howard run. But yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, right. But it's been, it's, uh, it's, it's been a while since they've been anything close to relevant. But we'll see. All right. Well, this has been a fun one. We went a little long, but that's all right. I think uh, 
We get, we got into a lot of interesting stuff. Yeah, so. and, and they deserved it. Hopefully, the Nuggets yeah. deserved it. Hopefully. They they were an organically built the Nuggets team. Deserved it. Built through the draft. Yeah, yeah built more, through. They were born. They were built morally correct. They yes. are a morally correct team. They they were built not bought, which is obviously the morally correct way to um to to build a team. So thank goodness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, I, are, I'm so are, glad are we, Stan Kroenke got a title. <laughs> Thank goodness that Stan Kroenke finally, you know, impoverished poor Stan yeah, poor Kroenke. Guy. Just wants to do things the right way. It's been you almost know, a couple months buy the title. since you know his Rams won a title and his Avalanche won a title. Right, so yeah. it's like you know, it finally, it's oh. like it's been almost eight months since he had a, a a sports championship. So it's good that it finally did did finally come for him. And uh, hey, Popeye well, Jones well, got goodness. a ring too. Popeye Jones got a yeah. ring. Popeye Jones got a ring. Yeah. Uh, former yeah, NBA player Ryan Bowen, I saw, got a ring. Uh, Ryan Bowen got a ring. Ryan nice. Bowen wow. got a ring. Calvin Booth, who I guess is the general manager or someone in the front right, office, right. he got a yeah, ring he's their, too. He's their so. new GM. Yeah. Right. He's their new. He's their well, uh, you know, recently new GM. Um, yeah, they uh, they're a collection of just of like wonderful uh, <laughs> dudes. Yeah. Names. Like, yeah. They are very much a um, we, we've got some guys uh, team, you know, like in in the best sense, you know. Yeah, Ryan Ryan Bowen. Is, oh yeah, that's right. We got Ryan Saunders. You know, you've got oh um, yeah, Ryan Saunders is there. Yeah, yeah Thomas Ryan Bryant Saunders got a there. ring. I saw a picture yeah. of him holding the trophy, and he's just like oh, I mean, Rick Adelman. is one of the coaches too. They got a lot of coaches, kids on the uh, team. Of course, they got a lot coach of coaches. I looked at that team. Like team. Twenty seven yeah. coaches. They like, got a lot of coaches. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, good. Hey, you know what? Whatever it. Uh, it works out. Yeah, that is, uh, that was, that was quite the, uh, that was quite the team. So fun times. Um, so, uh, yeah, well, hopefully everyone, uh, enjoyed the show. Thanks everyone so much for listening. Uh, you can find us out there on the social media at over and back NBA. You can, uh, you can find us on all the places where podcasts are played. If you want to leave a review and a rating, giving us nice uh, compliments on um, how lovely we are, we would greatly appreciate mm-hmm. that. It would help us make us feel good. And we like to feel good. So um, it's better. Rich, did I forget anything? Nope. I think you got it. Over and back NBA on all the, uh, the relevant social medias on YouTube, on Instagram, yep. on Facebook, all that yep. other good stuff. Uh, right. I guess Twitter, sort of, if you still want to use Twitter. Twitter. You don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to. All right. Exactly. But, all right. Uh, yeah. Go so. to the much better Facebook. Oh, man. All right. So they're all Face, bad. I guess. Uh, all right. <laughs> it turns out yeah. they're all bad, but yeah. some Just are more bad us, than others. Yeah. But. Give us like, you know, mind vibes. You know, that'll work. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. Find us on the street and tell us nice things. That's yeah. Let's let's, go, let's bring it back to the old school. Yes. Don't work too hard to find us no, on the street because if you walk by gonna, us, that's fine. Yeah. It might be if you happen to walk by us, then like say hi. But yes, otherwise, yes, like yes. don't like attempt to like no, search do and that. find us and show up at our door because that would be a little weird. Like Alonzo Morning did to give me that season to sit. Right. Well, very uh, weird. I yeah, that is really really weird. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, but I mean, it's kind of an amazing experience for you. It was. It was fantastic. Yeah, I should. I should have. Yeah. Uh, I should have relished in a little bit more, but I just took the letter and then closed the door. And now, well, I mean, so. you know, the legal fees that you're going to get from that. <laughs> right, notice, right. notice, Pat, that I did not say, ever actually say the words. So that's true. Rich was the one who did it. So, yeah, <laughs> right. we are so not incorporated. So throw me back. under that bus. Yes, we are not incorporated. It was indeed me. So there you go. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> it was you. You're the problem. So. All right. Cool. Well, thanks uh, everyone for listening, and we'll be back again soon.
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.